Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with a House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I work in Eastern Massachusetts on additions and renovations to existing homes, mostly. That's what I do. And right now I am recording in my uh, my new home office. So you may hear some home sounds and that's the new normal these days. This week I'm bringing you an episode on solar panel installations with Malcolm Littlefield. Malcolm, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and where you work? Sure, absolutely. My name's Malcolm Littlefield. I work at Trinity Solar. I've been working in solar for my whole career. Graduated from Middlebury College in 2013. Uh, went to work at Sunbug Solar uh, for four years after that. And then last year I moved down to Connecticut and started working at Trinity Solar. And uh, it has been amazing working in solar. And uh, it's been a great career. And uh, yeah, happy to just, I'll talk about solar all day. Great. Good. Well, we, we don't have to talk all day, maybe like 20 or 30 minutes on solar. Oh, all right. All right. That's so, fine. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> be good. So my, my first question, I guess, would be if somebody were interested in getting solar, how did they choose the right solar company? I would recommend uh, talking to whoever it is that uh, comes to your door and you can just ask them like, like, hey, you know, who do you work for? And, you know, how long have you worked there? And, you know, they'll just, they'll just start talking and you can say, you know, like, have you, you know, how long have you been working there and what's it been like, that sort of thing. And you can always check out reviews online for any solar company. Google has great reviews. Angie's List has great reviews of solar companies. Um, there are uh, a lot of particulars about the solar industry that makes it very helpful if you're able to talk about solar on site. Um, True. For example, like the, the first step, if you're wondering about getting solar for your house, the first step is to check and see if your house qualifies for any of the programs in your state. And uh, to do that, you'll need, uh, well, you'll need to talk to someone and you'll need to, uh, you know, take a look at an electric bill and see how much electricity your house consumes. And, you know, you'll need to your house will, roof will probably need to pass a quick inspection to make sure it's in good condition, that sort of thing. Your, you know, your electric panel needs to be up to code and everything like that. And uh, if, you know, the, that first step in the, in, you know, checking to see if solar is a, a good fit for you and a good fit for your house, um, checking to see if your house qualifies for any programs. It's it's just really helpful to be on site. You can just pop down to the basement, check and make sure you have at least 100 amp service, you know, that sort of thing. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's super, it just kind of streamlines the whole streamlines the whole process. So let's back up a little bit into, you know, whether all those things you just mentioned as being ways that your house does qualify. So when you said 100 amp service, so you have to have at least 100 amp service. Sometimes, so, yeah, yeah. Do you have to be um, consuming a certain amount of electricity to qualify already for programs? Yeah, it, know, like it depends a lot on your state and your house. Um, you know, most houses uh, do consume enough electricity 
uh, for solar to be a, a good idea or at least a good possibility. Um, but, you mm -hmm. know, every now and then um, you find a house and maybe it's a small house and there's only one person living there or, or maybe it's a house that maybe it's just a summer home and someone's only there for a few months per year. And so over the course of the year, the house doesn't consume very much electricity. Um, right. Or maybe it's a summer home. Someone's only there for a couple months per year. But um, because it's summer and air conditioning, maybe it's a larger house or something like that. Maybe even though the house is only occupied for a couple months a year, it actually does consume a lot of electricity and solar could still be a True. great idea for that house. So every house is a little different. Okay. Every single project is a little different and it's important to, you know, not have too many assumptions kind of going into the, the whole investigation yeah. of, of what you might do with your own house. True. Okay. So what else would you check on when you're beginning a project? Yeah. What else, what else would you check on? We usually check on, of course, you know, roof condition is a really big thing. Um, like whether it's rotting, you mean? Uh, yeah. Or it has moss all over it or something like that. Yeah. Any, anything could be absolutely anything. Uh, you want to make sure that the roof of your house is in good condition. Um, and that, yeah, like you said, could be absolutely anything. Could be maybe the plywood is, if, if you've had leaks on your roof or something like that in the last couple of years, the, the plywood underneath the shingles might be kind of rotten and, you know, you're going to need to get that replaced anyway. Or, mm. you know, I've been doing a lot of work in uh, Deep River, Connecticut and Deep River had a, a hailstorm a while back that, you know, caused a, a bunch of damage on people's roofs. It was just a very, very severe kind of weird, like once in a century weather event. And so a lot of people, hmm. a lot of folks need to reshingle their roofs because the shingles are damaged. Uh, right. You know, some people have like a 200 year old brick chimney right in the middle of the roof and the, you know, a brick started falling off a couple of weeks ago or something like that. And, you know, yeah. that, that person, you know, and these are all, these are kind of independent of solar. These are issues that you're going to want to take care of whether or not you're, you're getting solar. So it's a good idea to get, uh, coordinate a new roof along with a new solar installation. Sounds like makes it, sense because you don't want to take it off. And then yeah, it, it totally depends on the house. Uh, if your if your roof is old and the, the shingles are cracked and buckling up and you know maybe there's a shingle out in the backyard because the last time there was a severe storm you know you've got a couple of loose shingles and one of them blew off and landed in the backyard you know those all the usual things you might 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 be putting the idea into your head that it's time to get a new roof if, if that kind of stuff is happening well you're gonna get need to get a new roof anyway at some point before it leaks and damages your ceiling might as well just go for it mm -hmm. True. So let's say you come to my house and everything checks out and then, and then what, then I sign up for a particular amount of energy or how do you know how many solar, you, you figure out how many solar panels people need. Yeah. So on your electric bill, a graph or table shows the amount of electricity that your house consumes. And um, what we solar companies usually look at is how much electricity does a house consume over the course of a year? And then we take a look at satellite data and we check and see which 
parts of your roof might qualify for solar because you know we can't just can't just stick solar up on any old roof there are a lot of requirements you know for example in Connecticut Connecticut Green Bank has a requirement that a roof plane receive at least a certain number of sun hours per day in order to qualify for uh, the solar programs in Connecticut that sort of thing with trees and things, of course, people get varying amounts of sunlight on their roof. A lot of people who are living amongst trees. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a major major qualification for the solar program is your roof has to get lots of sun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> are there going to be? Are they going to be just as a, an aside? Are they going to be developing solar panels that can? get energy from less than direct sunlight? Uh, well, think? that is something that all solar manufacturing companies are working on in their R&D departments every day. Uh, you know, how to make as much electricity as possible uh, out of all the different kinds of sunlight that you get, you know, direct, indirect, you know. And mm -hmm. you'll, you'll have to ask, someone from a solar man, solar panel manufacturer about that. Solar panels do, uh, they incrementally get a little better over time. You know, like if you check the specs on the kinds of solar panels that solar panels were in, or solar installation companies were installing 15 years ago, you know, they were not quite as efficient as the solar panels that we're installing today. And I'm sure, you know, if you get solar 15 years from now, the panels will be yet more efficient. But with the panels that are available right now, a lot of homeowners are able to produce 100% of their annual electricity needs just with the existing technology that's out there right now. So, you know, hmm, that's great. waiting 10 years for an extra 5% efficiency on your solar panels is not really going to change anything because you, you would have been getting all your electricity anyways. True. So is it fair to ask how much a full solar panel system costs? I mean, I know it varies. Yeah, it varies a lot. Um, it depends yeah. on, uh, you know, what kind of solar panels you get. And it depends on how many you get. And obviously, uh, what state you live in affects the after incentives cost a lot. Um, if you live in a state where there are good incentives for solar, then it might not be so expensive. Alternatively, if you live in a state that doesn't have any incentives for the solar program, it might be really expensive to get solar panels. And, yeah. uh, you know, or if you have, uh, it might be extra expensive if you have a, a funky, uh, you know, if like you have a clay tile roof or something, you might not even be able to do it if you have that, you know, that sort of thing. Right. So it's, it's totally, totally different for every house. Yeah. So let's say I live in Massachusetts and it is like a 2,400 square foot house and it would be taking all, it would be making all of the energy mm -hmm. re required by the house. So are it, without the incentives in Massachusetts, would that be like 20,000 or 50,000? Uh, 70,000 totally depends on, uh, on the house. Again, like if that house is, uh, consuming tons of electricity and 
the homeowner wants to get a, a really, really big solar system, then it'll be really expensive. Or maybe, maybe uh, that homeowner is, you know, not consuming very much electricity. Maybe they have really, really efficient uh, appliances, and they, you know, they don't use electricity for much. You know, they have gas heat or oil heat, and uh, you know, they might only need a small little solar system. It'll be really cheap. Okay, so what if they want to go completely electric eventually and get an induction stove? They have an electric car. I mean, what's really expensive? I am really glad you asked about that because that's what I'm hoping to do for my own house. Um, I know, me too. And I'm just wondering if it's going to be really expensive. Uh, I would love, I have an electric car. Yeah, the answer is yes, but. it's going to be very expensive. Um, because, particularly because electricity in New England states, is very, very expensive. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. just working with a homeowner a couple of weeks ago who moved from Minnesota to Connecticut. And she she wasn't really interested in solar when she was living in Minnesota, but as soon as she got settled in here in Connecticut and saw how much she was paying for electricity, she was like, oh, holy smokes, I got to do something about this. All electric houses consume an enormous amount of electricity. And if you add on to that an electric car, you are talking about um, many, many, many times more kilowatt hours per year electricity consumption than the average house. Uh, mm. You know, most houses don't have, well, some houses, I don't know, I don't know the percentage of houses that have electric stoves. Electric heat is the big thing. Uh, if you use electricity to heat your hot water, that's, that's huge. That will add a lot of electricity consumption to your house. Uh, if you have an electric car and, and especially if you drive it a lot, that'll add a lot of electricity to your usage profile. Yeah. And, you know, houses like that, your, your average house, basically, unless the house is like specifically designed for solar and it has a very large mm -hmm. south facing roof with no obstructions, no trees or anything like that around it, you will not be able to make enough electricity for an, an all-electric house. Uh, mm. You know, you will, your average house, which take a, a very stereotypical design in which half of the roof faces one direction and half of the roof faces the other direction, you know, like an east-west okay. roof or a north-south roof, something like that. Uh, you will, you will not be able to make enough electricity for an all-electric house with solar on a house like that. Uh, if you've if you're if you've got an all electric house, and especially if you have a a family living in this house, and uh, you know you're heating up a lot more water, you're doing more cooking, you're doing more driving, you're more lighting, more of everything. You're gonna mm -hmm. if if you want to if you really want to make all that electricity from solar, you are going to need a very very large south facing roof. Of course, most people just have the roof they have, but some people will, will be actually building on additions and things that maybe they can think about the roof. Yeah. But what about siding? Is there any possibility that, that siding is going to incorporate cells eventually? Or does it now? Uh, no, and I wouldn't hold your breath on that one. What? Yeah. No, that's a good idea. I, I can tell you that we... At least Trinity Solar, I don't know about other companies, but we do not have anything in the works for solar siding or anything like that. 
that's too bad. You know, is it the, the angle wrong? Or? Yeah, I mean, in 2018, I visited Scotland and I I saw solar panels on the sides of houses in Scotland, but that was because Scotland is much further north than New England, and so mm-hmm. this the angle that this, that sunlight comes in in places like Scotland and Denmark and Sweden, it comes in at a much, much lower angle. So you're actually in a place like that, you're better off putting your solar panels on the side of your house facing south, of course, rather than on the roof. Well, here in New England, where we're at about 41 or two degrees north, you know, on average, the angle of the sunlight coming in is coming in around 40 degrees or so. So you're, you know, kind of an, an average roof pitcher so facing south is is pretty ideal here so you don't really you don't really solar panel on the side of your house or solar siding and the angle won't be as good as as what you're getting up on your roof yeah i read somewhere that the um the latitude your latitude is the ideal angle of your roof yes for solar panels which is pretty cool makes sense i guess but um okay so how we've already kind of talked about how much energy you'll be able to produce yourself. It totally depends. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any alternative if, if the roof isn't going in like a North South facing roof, if it's East West sort of gable roof, is there any thing to be done or is it not going to happen? Um, no, uh, you can absolutely go solar if you have an East West roof. Uh, hmm. East West roofs are a little bit more sensitive to tree shade. Um, but uh, at least, you know, Trinity Solar, we do a lot of solar for homeowners who are not able to uh, purchase their own solar system. You know, solar systems are very expensive. They cost thousands of dollars. And, right. um, of course, if you're uh, a lucky person and you're, you've got, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of dollars on hand to to buy your own solar panels that's fantastic that you get off and running with solar you get totally free electricity from the sun every day but mostly what we do is we help homeowners go solar at no cost and then it doesn't make it doesn't make their electricity free but it allows us to sell them electricity at below market rates you know and protect them from utility rate increases that sort of thing and we Really? So you, you install panels on people's houses. They don't own it. You guys own it. And then you, um, they, they're basically buying the electricity that's made on collective mm-hmm. roofs for, for less money than, um, than their utility. Just their, wow. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Does everybody do a lot of companies do that? They sure do. So say your house, uh, consumes a lot of electricity and your house qualifies for the solar program, but you don't quite have enough roof space to make all of your electricity, that's totally fine. You can still go solar. Um, You can even go solar through one of the no-cost programs. Like, uh, you know, even if it's, it'll still be a huge benefit to you because even if it's only making, say, 50% of your electricity, that means you can get 50% Mm -hmm. of your electricity at the low market rates. Right, that makes total sense. If you uh, purchase your own solar panels, then you can get 
50% of your electricity every year, totally free, that sort of thing. You don't necessarily need to be able to make 100% of your electricity. It can still be a great idea to go solar. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Right. So. And the reason I mentioned that is because we talked a lot over the course of the podcast about, uh, you know, how a house might need to be in order to make all of its electricity from solar or say you have an all electric house, you know, is, is there any way that house would be able to make all of its electricity from solar? Well, the answer is maybe, but even if not, even if it's not possible, you should still get solar anyways, because it'll at least help you reduce your electric bills and get you a portion of your electricity at below market rates and protect the environment and create a better tomorrow. Right. And we don't have any solar right now at our house, but as I said, we have an electric car and I was just concerned about having an electric car and the source of the electricity because that doesn't seem to make much sense to me. But it turns out that in my town, I could sign up for a hundred percent renewable energy source, mm. you know, as my electricity. So yeah. you could, you could provide as much electricity as you can from your own solar um, array or whatever you would yep, call it, yep. and then and then supplement that with renewable, renewable energy sources. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, I have one client who is planning on putting solar panels on his roof, mm -hmm. but otherwise, people are just not interested, and I don't really know why. So, things I've heard are squirrels. They think squirrels are going to get up there and nest mm -hmm. under the solar panels. And number two is that if you have a fire in your roof, you won't be able to put the fire out. Ah, well. So, because apparently that happened in a big fire in Somerville a couple of years ago to like somebody, a friend of a friend, and that's just it. But that doesn't seem right to me. I don't feel like that seems like a real problem. Yeah, but well... You will find, particularly in, in states like Massachusetts and Connecticut that have really strong solar programs, that there's a, a lot of houses with solar and a lot of businesses with solar. And it's, it's the fire department's job to put out the fire, whether it's, on a, whether it's in a building that has solar or it's a building that doesn't have solar. There are a bunch of right. special codes for... Uh, for for safety for solar systems, one of which is that the side of the building, usually next to the electricity meter, needs an on-off switch. It's usually a little red switch about you know about eight inches tall or so, and uh, that way, if there's ever an emergency of any kind, you can just flip off the switch and the solar panels immediately de-energize and all current ceases and the fire department can do their thing and put out the fire just like a normal house. Oh, okay. So it's not an issue of being able to get to the rafters or anything like that? Uh, yeah, no, not really. No? Okay. And what about the squirrels? Uh, you know, if we have had some problems with squirrels chewing up the wires underneath uh, solar panels. So, you know, one thing we do, like if there are a bunch of trees near the house, we might install squirrel guards, which is like a little miniature fence that goes around the solar panels and 
prevents squirrels from being able to get underneath the panels. So that sounds like a good idea. So yeah. anybody can get squirrel guard if they're worried about squirrels. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a very simple concept, just a little mini fence that sticks right to the solar panels and prevents birds, squirrels, or any whatever leaves from getting underneath the panels. Uh, and or if you're really worried yeah, about it, just make sure that whatever your whatever service you're signing up for includes maintenance, and then then you're safe. It's not going to be your responsibility. Because mm, they'll come by and take care of any squirrel nests. Mm-hmm. Does uh, the whole, I mean, this is kind of non-solar related, but does the whole country have a lot of squirrels or is it just us? Oh, you know, I don't think I am well-traveled enough to answer that question. Yeah, I don't Uh, even know. I just assume everybody has a bunch of squirrels, but I know we do. I know squirrels are a lot of squirrels here. It's it's not usually a problem. It is sometimes, um, you know, the no-cost service that we provide at Trinity Solar includes maintenance so none of our homeowners need to worry about that hmm, okay so that's a good good tip is we're, uh keeping the maintenance as part of the package so yep. if i got if i got solar panels today um or let's say i signed up today how long does it take to get the whole thing actually installed on my roof and i know that depends too, yeah let's just say <laughs> everybody's ready yeah, to go. You know. but do you have you sign up you have to do it in, when there's not ice, I would guess. Yep, that definitely helps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the so getting solar is a privilege; it's not a right. A lot of parties need to agree in order for you to. You <laughs> that know, is true. Like in Connecticut, for example, you know Connecticut Green Bank needs to sign off on the funding for you to be able to get solar. Your utility, mm. which if you're in Connecticut, it's usually either EverSource or UI, they need to approve your interconnection application and give their permission for you to get solar you know and if there are already a lot of solar homes on your street and the transform might be maxed out they might not do that uh your town will need to give their permission they'll need a grant of building permit that sort of thing you know you'll need to mm-hmm. find a solar company that is willing to come work with you and, and install for you that sort of thing and yeah. uh you know it's it's you, none of these things are particularly difficult, but uh, you know, and like at Trinity Solar, we take care of the applications for all, all of our customers. We know we're not we're not asking our homeowners to be going down to the town hall and applying for their building permit and filling out long EverSource interconnection application forms and filling out Connecticut Green Bank funding applications. You know, we well, that's good. You know, so you would do that. The homeowner doesn't do that. Yes. Okay. Um, well, you know, I don't good. know what other it solar companies little. do, but. At my company, Trinity Solar, we take care of that for all of our homeowners, so they don't need to worry about it. But it does take some time. You know, it takes a takes a month or two usually to get all the permits squared away and signed off on from all those various different agencies. Um, and okay. then, you know, actually scheduling and actually installing, uh, you know, your average residential solar system only takes about a day or two, maybe. Okay, so a day or two. Mm-hmm. So in those two months, in theory, you could get your roof um, re-roofed so it's ready to go. If you wanted to, you have to make sure that's all done first, of course. Yeah, you could. Right, and then and then you could do it and then be all done within three months from when you sign up, maybe? Sure, uh, however you like. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good. And then how long do the solar panels actually last? Like when would you need to replace them? Um, well, uh, Trinity Solar guarantees their systems for 25 years, and you know our, our service includes 25 years of maintenance. The solar panels should oh, last okay. a lot longer than that. Solar panels are very robust; they're built to withstand hurricanes and storms, and uh, you know they're built to last a very long time. Uh, and and again, it, it you know when do you need to replace them? It it's going to depend a lot on your particular situation like if you go solar you you might you know 25 30 years later you you might not even be living in that same house um true uh you might have sold the place or house might be on its third homeowner at that point as the decades go by um true. you know it could be could be that a retiree who lives by themselves and doesn't consume very much electricity is living there and their, you know, 20, 30 year old solar system might, you know, might be producing, might be overproducing for them. Or maybe mm. it'll be a really big family who moves in and gets an electric car and they might be consuming <laughs> a lot of electricity and, uh, you know, yeah, they with their space heaters and fans and yeah, who knows lights on all night and everything yeah, it could yeah. be any sort of situation. So, you know, yep. we usually will say we'll just cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. Okay. So you really, really don't have to worry about replacing your solar panel. So if you redid your roof and then you could just not worry about it again for a yeah, while. for decades and uh, let's say 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good to know. So <clears throat> do you have any final advice for people, potential solar customers? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, I would recommend uh, asking yourself a lot of questions like what I do as a consultant. I ask people, what they what are they what is driving them what makes them interested in getting solar is it just about the money do they just want to save as much as they possibly can on electricity uh you know do they you know are they an investor do they want to are they looking to like make an investment here are they looking to invest tens of thousands of dollars and then get an roi over the years or something like that or Maybe it's, you know, are you on a tight budget and you're, you're just looking to do something right away at no cost that'll help you reduce your electricity bills by like, you know, you know 10, 20, 20%, something like that. Uh, uh, you, know, what, uh, you know, what do you want your house to look like? Where, um, where do you want the panels to go? That sort of thing. Just ask yourself a lot of questions and um, find, you know, find a vision that, is going to make you really proud and make you really proud of your house and uh, make you excited to share your story. And, you know, solar is a very conspicuous thing. You know, after, after you get solar and you throw a party, your, your friends will all be like, hey, you got solar panels up there. How's that going? You know, and you want to make sure that yep. you've got something that uh, when you look at your roof, you see, you know, clean, protected power, uh, savings, money in the bank, and technology, and something that's helping the environment, creating a better tomorrow, something that is really cool, something that you're really proud of and excited to chat about. And uh, if you're able to find a vision and, and get excited about it, then you're good to go. Okay. Yeah, that, I hadn't really thought about being ready to talk to other people about it, because I'm sure everyone asks 
their neighbors who get solar, you know, what's it like and would you recommend it? And yeah. Don't the squirrels get in there and all those questions? Yeah, you'll get those questions from we have. friends and, you know, neighbor yeah. will be walking by and you might be out getting the mail or something like that. And they'll be like, hey, I see you got solar or something like that. How's it going? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems like it seems like a great idea. I just never quite get around to doing it. But you've inspired me to look into it a little bit more. Yeah. And hopefully these people are doing renovations and replacing their roofs anyway. Maybe they could think more about whether they could incorporate solar into their project. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, another piece of advice, um, don't try to, you know, qualify your house and by yourself. And it's, it's very hard. You know, you don't, you can't tell just from looking at Google maps, how much electricity your roof would make if it had solar panels on it. You're, you're going to need, an actual solar professional to come out and do a quick site evaluation. And uh, you're, you're gonna need that before you can actually see numbers and, and really, really understand how much this program might actually benefit you and what that would look like, and you know, which parts of your roof qualify for the program. You know, you might, you might have some parts of your roof that obviously qualify for solar, you know, the, roof faces south and there's no shade or anything like that but you might have some other parts of your roof that you you think would qualify for the solar program um but you know there's a there's a tree kind of near it and you don't know if it the tree creates too much shade that sort of thing so don't make too many assumptions you know don't don't worry about doing an enormous amount of research and slaving away over the you know mass department of energy website and, and stuff like that have a solar professional come out and do a quick site survey because every single house is totally different and you're never going to know exactly what your house qualifies for until someone comes out and does the evaluation. That's true. And I know I asked you this at the beginning, but how do you find, how do you decide which solar company to use just based off the reviews or uh, can you call up the town that you live in? Are there people who are actively registered with the town or how does how does that work well um when when did you last hire a contractor for something like painting your house or something like that hmm i guess a couple months ago okay and, and who'd you hire i hired the guy i liked the best okay and and <laughs> and what did you like i mean I, had, like? I asked my friends who they would what what did i like yeah, about him yeah well I mean, I'm an architect, so I already had worked with him. Uh, I already knew him. Contractors is a hard okay. one because I already know the ones I would work with. Okay. But right. what I tell yeah. other people is just to ask their friends and see what their experience has been and then interview a few people and see what they have to say. So that's what I would normally say about contractors. So yeah. It's the same advice about solar contractors. Mm -hmm. Same exact solar thing. It's no different from any other project. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and, you know, you never right, know, well, you might have someone from a solar company might be doing a little outreach in the neighborhood. You can always say like, hey, yeah, <laughs> um, what's <laughs> next time they come to my house? Maybe I'll listen to them. Yeah, just just have a chat with them. Ask them what they're doing and, uh, you know, ask them how it's been and just they'll they'll answer all your questions. OK, I might I might do that. You know, a painter came to my house the other day just came over. We were just talking about painting the house and it happened to be this, this young man who I'd seen on Facebook and he's just knocking on doors. So sometimes, sometimes people do just show up that you need to talk to, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to say before we say goodbye on this episode? Um, I think uh, that's all for now. If um, if you ever have any more questions, I'm sure Catherine can get you my contact information. I can answer them for you. Right. Or you could just give me your contact information now. Or the, you know, the many people who are going to be listening to this episode. Yeah, maybe we can post my email address or something. Sure. Thank you very much, Malcolm. I really appreciate you coming on to talk about solar. It's not something that I can answer too many questions about, but maybe maybe now I can. Yeah, there you go. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. And thank you to Malcolm for taking the time to explain the whole solar installation process to us. So I have just started a new Facebook group where I'm hoping that people can interact and ask questions and kind of check in. It's called Talking Home Renovations Together. And I feel it's a necessary group because I have been trying to find a good home renovation group on um, Facebook. Haven't found one yet. If you have a suggestion, let me know. You can reach me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And at that email, please send me any kind of uh, well, anything you want, but suggestions for future episodes or um, constructive criticism, any thoughts you want to share. But you can also do that at my new Facebook group, Talking Home Renovations Together. So far, it's just just me in there. But anyway, I'm hoping that um, if all of us are well enough, that this will be a good time to really start planning a home renovation and learning everything that you can about home renovations. So, um, as always, this is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects. You can check out the website for blog posts and um, my environmentally friendly home renovation guide is coming soon. Other helpful information that's on there. That's free. So that's www.demiosarchitects.com. The link is in the show notes along with other helpful links. Until next time... Take care.